0: Welcome to a new season of Shaped by the Word. This is day two of the story of the prophets. Uh, We've picked up the story of the prophets. Israel as a nation is uh, divided into two. Uh, Both nations will fall under the judgment of God. Um, The ten uh, northern nations uh, move quickly away from God from the very beginning. They build shrines to the golden calves and try to prevent people from going to Jerusalem to worship God. The way that God has described you know, there are prescribed that he needs to be worshipped, uh, but even the uh, two nations, uh, you know, built around Jerusalem, or the you know two tribes built around Jerusalem, will fall away, and will also go into captivity. So this is a period of God's judgment, uh, one of the first prophets is, is Jonah, and Jonah is kind of a uh, anti, you know, prophet. Uh, we don't have many oracles from him. We have a wonderful prayer, you know, of repentance and, and restoration. But no sooner has he prayed this prayer of repentance and restoration than his old attitudes seem to creep back in. (laughs) So we pick up the story uh, where we left off yesterday in Jonah chapter 3. So before we read, we always read with anticipation of God showing himself to us through scripture and not only showing himself to us through scripture, but doing his work in us through his word by his spirit as he transforms us into the image of the sun so it's, it's a very holy moment when we find ourselves in his word so as always we, we offer ourselves in this, in this moment through the Word. so david do you mind lifting us up before we continue in the story of jonah
1: yeah let's pray and father we do thank you so much um for your word um for the wonderful story of the prophets how they remind us of so many things we need to be reminded of, but most importantly, they, they point us towards Christ, and and we see that He is the the ultimate one to come and, and proclaim um, the message of forgiveness and repentance. And so, Father, we ask that simply by Your Spirit, we would respond um, faithfully to Your message um, in, in faith and in obedience to, to be Your people um, that not just have proper theology, but even more that have have a heart that deeply desires to to follow you and delight in you and serve you and to be your people and we pray this all in the wonderful name of Jesus,
2: Amen
0: we ended uh, Jonah chapter 2 with the words and the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah onto dry land so we have uh, Jonah covered in vomit on dry land, maybe still with seaweed wrapped around his face as far as uh, as far as we know Uh, Jonah chapter 3 then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. Go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I give you. Jonah obeyed the word of the Lord and went to Nineveh. Now, Nineveh was a very large city. took three days to go through it. Jonah began by going a day's journey into the city, proclaiming, Forty more days and Nineveh will be overthrown. The Ninevites believed God. A fast was proclaimed and all of them from the greatest to the least put on sackcloth. When Jonah's warning reached the king of Nineveh, he rose from his throne, took off his royal robes, covered himself with sackcloth, and sat down in the dust. This is a proclamation he issued in Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles. Do not people or animals or herds or flocks taste anything. Do not let them eat or drink. Let people and animals be covered with sackcloth. Let everyone call urgently on God. Let them give up their evil ways and their violence. Who knows? God may yet relent and with compassion turn from his fierce anger so that we will not perish. When God saw that they what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, he relented and did not bring on them the destruction he had threatened. But to Jonah this seemed very wrong, and he became angry. He prayed to the Lord, Isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still at home? This is what I uh, tried to forestall by fleeing to Tarshish. I knew that You are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now Lord, take away my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. But the Lord replied, Is it right for you to be angry? Uh, Jonah had gone out and sat down at a place east of the city. There he made himself a shelter, sat in the shade, and waited to see what would happen to the city. Then the Lord God provided a leafy plant and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade over his head and to ease his discomfort. And Jonah was very happy about the plant. But at the dawn the next day, God provided a worm, which chewed the plant so that it withered. When the sun rose, God provided a scorching east wind. The sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint. He wanted to die and said, it would be better for me to die than to live. God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the plant? It is, he said, and I'm so angry, I wish I were dead. But the Lord said, "Uh, you've been concerned about this plant, though you did not tend it or make it grow, sprang up overnight and died overnight. And should I not have concern for the great city of Nineveh, in which there are more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their left hand from their right hand. And also, many in the original Hebrew, cows or animals. (laughs) Uh, You have a, uh, we talked about, you know, in the first two chapters, you hear the word down, 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 and and then up. Uh, What you hear, you know, also coming from chapter two over into chapter three, the word is is the Lord provided. The Lord provided a fish. The Lord provided, you know, a, a, a vine. The Lord provided a worm. The Lord provided a great east wind. So you see the natural provision of the Lord God working through nature and his providence over nature, you know, in the life of a, in the life of uh, Jonah,
2: that's one of the things that stands out to me when I read Jonah is um, the extent of God's sovereignty. You know, sometimes we can think God's only mm-hmm. sovereign over certain things, and then we're kind of left to do our other thing, or you know, we may not even want to credit God's sovereignty to certain things. But Jonah knew it, and Jonah even knew. It. You know, the reason he was thrown into the, you know, he's trying to flee. He goes down. He's trying to flee from the task. I know he knows he can't flee from God, but maybe thinking the further I go down. You know, the further i can get away from god and yet even in those moments you know mm-hmm. god's sovereignty is is there and he continues to to provide you know those those certain things but you're just looking at that god's going to use the the disobedience the obedience the partial mm-hmm. obedience the poor preaching i mean all of it god's mm-hmm. going to do what god wants to do you know,
0: was there ever a preacher whose heart was less than a sermon <laughs> okay. you know than uh, you know what is taking place here and of course we we start you know chapter 3 with, you know, kind of a beautiful thing. You know, we, 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 you, the word of the Lord came a second time. In other words, uh, you know, Jonah, like we often do, he gets a, he gets a do-over. He gets another opportunity to, to be faithful. And so he's moved from absolute unfaithfulness and running to God to half-hearted faithfulness. Mm-hmm. So when we see him building a shelter on the edge of the city, and all right, I'm, I'm ready for the thunder to fall and the sulfur to come. You know, I want to see Sodom and Gomorrah, mm-hmm. you know, happen here. And, and of course, you know, the opposite happens. It is uh, the decree is, is is kind of a you know. Immediately they hear this word and, and they fall into repentance. Not only are we going to fast, we're going to make our animals fast. Not only are we going to wear sackcloth and fasting and sackcloth is a sign of mourning and repentance.
2: Mm-hmm. We
0: will not take food and we will not be comforted. And, and so we have sackcloth on the animals, so the animals are fasting as well. And you know, and,
1: and that's the last Put no- little pants on them.
0: And, and, and the last note, you know, you have is kind of a nice little play on words. Uh-huh. The cows that were fasting earlier are also God's concern yeah. as well. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not only you know forgiving those that can't tell right from left, but the cows are get a break as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I mean, Joan, I I preach some weak sermons, and Jonah's might take the cake, but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yet they repent, right? And they they call on the God. And he's like, the king's even like, who knows? Like, maybe he's going to relent. And, and then mm-hmm. God does. And then Jonah sees it. And
0: mm-hmm. oh,
1: Jonah's response, right? To seeing people far from God come in near and, and repent and respond even to his weak message. He's like, I knew you're going to be gracious. <laughs> I knew you're just compassionate, God. And you're going to relent. And you're not going to send calamity. And, you know, it's like, Jonah, come on, man. Like, This is the grace of god in these Mm -hmm. people's lives and and you're not even happy about it and then you know what luke 15 jesus talks about no man when one sinner repents there's more rejoicing in heaven like this is a time for rejoicing Mm -hmm. and yet he just wants god to kill him because he didn't want to even see this happen
0: well you have you obviously have god revealing himself you know first to moses Mm -hmm. with these words I, the Lord, and gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and abounding in love. Mm-hmm. And then you have that as a common refrain through the prophets and through, you know, New Testament Psalm 103, you know, repeats the same words and as it comes over and over again. And he said, you know, and we finally learned his motives from running. He said, I, I knew, Lord, mm-hmm. by your very character, you forgive. Mm-hmm. And that burns me up. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, as much as I deserve grace, you mm-hmm. know, Jonah, uh, and I deserve a plant shading me. And he's received grace. Yeah. You know, uh, they don't. And it's a you know, it's an incredible, you know, an incredible turn. And so you see the king of Nineveh making an appeal to his people the way the prophets, and this is one, this is a good, you know, kind of frame to start the prophets. You see the king of Nineveh making an appeal to his people like the people, you know, the prophets are making to Israel. The difference is Nineveh instantly repents mm-hmm. Israel finally walks their way, they slow walk their way into judgment.
1: Mm.
0: It's I just,
2: um, what I relate to so well to Jonah is, you know, his up and down. So one moment he's in the throes of the sea and very humble, and then
0: the next he's so full of pride and desperately needing God's gracious spirit and compassion towards him, but forgetting that that is who God is and that he has been the recipient of that and just— my own life, how many times I'm, you know, quick to judge, but yet forget all that God has, you know, done in his compassion towards me, but it's up and down for him Mm -hmm. here. There's another way to, you know, translate the Hebrew here, uh, whenever it speaks of Nineveh being a great city, you know, it takes three days to go across. The word uh, Elohim, which is one of the Old Testament's, you know, references to God is used, you know, kind of in a in a sense of an adjective, and, and many of our translations you know, and you'll talk about it being a, a great city. But another way you can translate that is Nineveh is a city that's important to God. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, God has a heart for Nineveh, for the 120,000 that can't tell the right from the left, mm-hmm. e- either who have never heard about you know, God as a whole and didn't know right from wrong, or, or little kids you know, mm-hmm. that are in the process of that. And then, of course, you know, and, and God's even concerned for all of creation, for the for the cows too. By the way, mm-hmm. you know, Jonah in the middle of that, and that's something you know, we can you know, process. There's another important thing here in, in prophecy. Uh, there's a prophet prophecy made that does not come true. Forty days, and Nineveh will fall. And by Old Testament standards, if the prophecy doesn't come true, then, then it's a, you know there's a little reason to question it. But one of the things that you know we, we learn from this passage, you know, there's a couple of things we learn theologically from this passage. One, every warning in Scripture is an act of grace and a call to repentance. Mm-hmm. And uh, so uh, the warnings are you know part of the means of grace that God gives us in order to bring us back. To himself, and to give us a chance of repentance, and you even have one of the words for repentance used of God, you know, that God relented and and he turned he turned back the same way that we're supposed to turn back, and, and so you have a warning, you have you know a possible outcome, but the possible outcome is an invitation to return to God, and so the warnings we hear throughout Scripture are always an invitation of grace to repent and return mm-hmm. and, and to relent. You know, the way that the new yeah. people of Israel have as well.
2: And you have, you know, Jonah's prayer, we saw in um, chapter 2, where he says, those who cling to worthless I- idols turn away from God's love for them. You know, and, and mm-hmm. then he goes and he preaches, and you see this turning away from, you know, the city of Nineveh mm-hmm. turns away from worthless idols, and they turn to God. Say, Maybe he will relent, we don't know. And then you get to mm-hmm. Jonah, and the question is, will he continue to cling to his worthless idols? Because that's what we're watching him. He's turning away mm-hmm. from God's love for him holding on to his idols, hoping, you know, I love that image you talked about. It goes to the, you know, the hill, and he's waiting for this mm-hmm. Sodom and, and Gomorrah effect. Because that's the same word that's used, this overthrow, Yeah, is the word that, you know, mm-hmm. God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah. And so you're waiting, will destruction come? And really what Jonah's hoping for is his idols will, you know, won't fail him. Mm-hmm. And what's happening here is he's forsaking God's steadfast love.
0: Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, let's, let's just, you know, kind of play with this just a little bit. One of his idols, of course, is not only the nationalism, you know, that he brings into it, but his comfort. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, Shady, I, do you have a right to be mad about the vine? Yes, I do have a right to be mad yeah, about the vine. I was comfortable. You took away my comfort. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, and and uh, mm. what a reflection of, of, of who we are mm-hmm. and, and all of that. Yeah. And, and we're reminded you know, of the moment you know, before you know, Joshua goes into uh, the promised land uh, where he meets you know, the angel of the Lord and he said, are you for us or for our enemies? And he said, neither, I am uh, the angel of the Lord. And, and, and God is for the nations you know, as well as Israel. And he is for Israel so that they might be for the nations. And just like he is for us, that we might be uh, for our neighbors and for those around us and for the nations mm-hmm. as well. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the richness of the prophets. We thank you mm-hmm. for this reluctant prophet that is so much like us. We thank you that you uh, lift us up out of our downward spiral uh, and that you restore us. We thank you for the second call and the third call and the fourth call to obedience. And Father, we thank you that uh, you not only deeply have a heart for us, but Nineveh is important to you as well. You're a good and a gracious God, and you are compassionate and slow to anger and abounding in love, and we have been the recipients of your grace. Mm -hmm. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen.